Hey everybody, my name is John McLaughlin, and you're watching The Livy O Show. How does she do it? McLaughlin, welcome to the Libio Show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Just, you know, doing my thing, trying to figure out this whole quarantine situation like everybody else after month number, what is it, two what or three? Is, what is behind you there? I'm trying to figure out, are those windows? Is that like tinted windows? What is they're, that? So they're tinted windows. I'm actually in um, Suite 501 in Franklin. I've never, I've never been there. Well, if you ever have to work, that one's really exclusive. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it's actually really cool. So I'm in the Fender room. So uh, this is yeah. their amp, and they sponsor this particular office meeting room. So they offer spaces um, yeah. for people to write, create content. So yeah, this is my office, I guess. It's so. cool. Thanks. I like it. So how have you been? I know it's been a very eventful time for everybody, and especially for creatives figuring out ways to um, yeah. release their projects and everything. So how are you and how's your family? I mean, the short answer is we're great. Like it's, it's uh, yeah, it's been a weird time. You know, March 12th or 13th, I started a tour and we got like two shows in and we just shut it down, which I think, I literally think like the next day was when everything shut down. But we were, by the time we started the tour, it felt a little weird. And yeah. then by night two, it was like, this feels like we shouldn't be doing this. And we were on our way to Madison, Wisconsin. And I was just like, you know what? It was like a moment where I was like, this just feels wrong. And we literally turned around and just headed back to Nashville. And, um, but it's actually been a really sweet time and I know that I've talked to a lot of artist friends of mine who feel the same way. And we all say it in the same, with the same level of like, I don't, is this okay to say, but this has been a great time for my family and I, you know, like, yeah, there's, we wake up and there's no place to go. And we don't, we're not rushing off. Like life has just come to a screeching halt and it's kind of, you know, it's been a good for our family. It's been a really good time, you know? That's so great. And, um, I'm sure you've been busy too, creating cooking videos <laughs> with your daughter. Right. They're so yeah. great. Yeah. They're so cute. So like, Thank I mean, you. what inspired that? And you know, where did, who does she get her bold personality from? She's very, she seems very outgoing. We don't know. We don't know where that came from. Um, it, so it started uh, a couple years ago when, so I have two daughters, Luca is our oldest and then Liddy is the youngest. 
And my wife, Amy, said to me one day, she was like, hey, just FYI, just, you know, the last like three stories you posted or whatever were just Luca. So, and she's like, you know, when the girls get older and they look at your, you know, Instagram account, they're going to be like, Livy's going to be like, so what was the deal with me? Did you not love me? Was it not, was I not, you know, cute enough? But so I was like, oh my gosh, I, I haven't even thought about it. I, you know, I got to post a picture of Livy. And so I, that night I set up my phone and just turned the camera on. We were making dinner that night. And that was the first little cooking show. And people, I don't think any, I've got more of a reaction to anything in my musical career than that first cooking show. So, and I think we've done like 17 now. You know, it's not something that we do a ton. We just, every now and then we'll put the phone up and it's fun. Have, you know, something fun for them to do. And I mean, yeah, she, I mean, she may be on Food Network one day. You never know. Yeah, it's all, this is just my retirement plan. That's amazing. And then yeah. you, so you've also released a part two of your mood um, EP, I guess, are EPs or albums? Would you, one or the other, I guess. Yeah, they're EPs. The first one, I think is seven songs. The second one is six songs. I should know that, but I actually don't. But I think that's right. Yeah. So yeah, e EP. EP. Yeah. Um, so with these different titles and uh, moods, as you call them, did you start with the melody on those in the composition and then think about, oh, this makes me feel ABC? Or did you start with, hey, I want to create this mood in a composition? Uh, the former. They, they all came. I mean, the only like asterisk to that is some of them didn't come about with a melody necessarily. It was just a, a mood. Like, uh, and some of them are, are not very melody driven. They're, they're more just like mood driven. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I would write them and then I would, I would just think like, this makes me, this makes me visualize spinning. Like some, someone like, you know, the, I don't know what it's called, where they're like hanging from the rope and they're like just spinning. That's, that's what I visualize when I play that song spinning, you know, so. Um, and I think the first one that I wrote was Haunting. I love that one. First one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's not, you know, I was like, this definitely feels haunting. And then, you know, the second one was like, uh, it sounds like changing because it, it starts out this way and then it morphs into a really different mood. And then I was like, well, let, I'm just gonna call them all ING words. And eventually I'm going to run out of words, but what? I mean, we'll see how long I can go. Yes, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Bring us part three. Um, the I will say really quickly, the song Strolling reminded me of, so do you know, you know the Disney movie uh, Great Mouse Detective from like 19, it was like 1986 or 7? No, I don't. Oh. I mean, I probably have seen it and just forget about it. It's based in London. And it's just, it's what was one of my favorite uh, movies growing up as a kid. And there's this one scene where this like mouse is playing like a bar piano. Uh huh. It's, oh, I, I do remember this movie. I'm, I'm, what, I'm looking at it right now. And there's a part, there's a couple parts in strolling that like randomly reminded me of that. And it was this like fun, nostalgic childhood moment for me. So there we yeah. go. See? There we go. You connected it to a memory. That's great. 
when you were creating these two EPs, was there any moment when you were like watching a TV show or a film and maybe thought of um, a song that came from a scene that you watched that created a mood? Or have you done that before while creating music? So uh, let me think of what this song was because now I'm blanking on which one it is. There's a, there's a song on Mood One where it came out, came about almost exactly how you just described. Like Amy and I were watching a movie one night. We're watching Crazy Rich Asians. That's the best movie yeah. ever. <laughs> I, I, I loved that movie. So good. And our neighbor, they were going on a, on a trip like the next day. So they were in like packing mode and she needed something. So she texted Amy and she was like, hey, can you run a duffel bag over or whatever. So we paused the movie and it was it was in some scene that was very emotional. I don't remember the details, but huh? so we paused the movie and she's like, hey, I'm gonna run across the street for 10 minutes. And you know, this is at night, our girls are asleep, the house is quiet and dark. And I just went over to the piano and sat at the piano. And um, I can't remember what song it was. I think it was, um, I have to look at the at the list. That's crazy that I can't remember. But I, one of those songs just com, just came out like awesome. fully formed just this song out of a, you know, out of an emotion of it. So yeah, that that happens a lot and it especially happens with live shows. Like if I you know, if we ever go to live shows again, let's say we we will. Um if I'm going to a show where I know it's going to be great, I will, like if I'm going to see Ben Folds, right. I know that I'm going to leave that show with ideas. So I will, I will just block out time. I'm like, I'm going to go to this show and at a, a 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I'm going to go to the studio and I'm just going to press record and see what happens. Cause something's going to come from that. Cause I know I'm going to be inspired, you know? Has that always been your process, you know, even in these other albums that you've created um, that are vocal albums, obviously, um, where you start with that and then work on a lyrical theme um, that speaks to you? Yeah. yeah, typically the music all comes for me all at once. And then uh, the lyric is always tougher. Like I might have a... Uh, a musical idea and a melody and maybe one line or something. Um, and sometimes that line makes no sense, but it just feels so good to sing. And then you have to figure out what does that line mean, which could take a couple days, it could take a month. And then one day you connect the dots and you're like, I think I know what that song's about. And then once you have a direction, then, then the lyrics are, are kind of fun to write because you can just sit and put yourself into that story, whether it's something that, you know, is a personal story for me or if it's a hypothetical thing or about somebody else. It's almost like acting. Like, I'm, while I'm writing these lyrics, I'm putting myself in, these, in this scene and seeing how I feel and then how do I write that, you know? Um, your album, Angst and Grace, First, where did the, the two words angst and grace come from? Like what, um, when did you decide this is what's gonna encompass everything that this album means to me? To me. It, it was about maybe two thirds of the way through the process of writing it where I, I felt like 
there was a theme to the songs that I was writing. Yeah. Um, and, and it was right after I wrote this song, Oh My Love. And I was like, it, that song is definitely a grace song. It's all, it's all about, it's like prodigal son sort of, you know, angle. And I felt like that every song on that record up until that point was either representing just overwhelming grace. I've got a song for Livy, uh, my daughter in there. And, uh, and then I, you know, I have some songs that are coming from just like the angst of life. So it's just that title came to me and I'm the I song lost. I want to talk about that um, really quickly because it's, it's one of my favorites. So can you share when that came into the picture and just the process of creating that song for the album? So I wrote that song when uh, my family and I were in Australia for a month. We have some really good friends who live over there. So we, we were on a trip visiting with them and we had a little condo and I had brought you know, my little mobile recording rig, which has a tiny little keyboard. Like I'm not traveling with a full piano. Yeah. I've got this tiny little keyboard. So it was a combination of being really limited on what I can play when I'm writing. And also we were listening to a lot of Bleachers at the time that Jack Antonoff's band. We were just listening to Bleachers all day, every day. I was getting way into that. So in in my head, and this is true whenever I write a song, I'm always hearing someone else singing the song. I'm always channeling like Sam Cooke or Jack Antonoff or whatever. And so I'll, I, to me, when I hear that song Lost, that is a Bleachers song. Like that, that hook in the chorus, that's not a hook that I ever would have written on my own but that is a hook that I feel like Jack Antonoff would write, the, the repetitiveness of it. Um, and so musically, that's where it's coming from. Lyrically, it's a song that, um, you know, Amy and my wife and I have been together for, at that time, 15 years or so. So I wanted to write a song that, I've written a ton of love songs about her, but I wanted to write a song that felt like it was a little bit more mature. Like it's the song, it's the love song that you don't write after the first night. This is after you've been together for, you know, a couple thousand nights, you know. I love that. And I, 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 I love hearing that as well. I heard there was someone else I'm blanking who was on the show that kind of had that same take. Um, you know, honestly, I think it was Steve Mokler. This, it wasn't on my show, but it was something different. He mentioned a similar thing about his recent album being kind of that same tone yeah yeah outside these two amazing eps um you've got a podcast that you just launched with dave barnes called dadville yeah. um so i listened to the second episode that i think that y'all put out where you talk about you know what the podcast means and everything and you know what came to mind but um can you share more about the perk of having other musicians in the industry as friends who can relate to you in that area and that topic of life, aside from being someone that creates music for the public. Yeah, well, that's kind of how Dadville started. You know, Dave and I are neighbors. We live right across the street from each other and we've known each other for a long time, like almost 20 years now. So we have this 
you know, we have this long, we both have these long careers now. We both have this long friendship and we both are dads. And, and um, so a lot of what we, a lot of the common ground that we have uh, revolves around our kids. And we're sort of in step in life right now with all these different milestones. Your kids are born, your kids are going to school for the first time, all that kind of stuff and juggling a career uh, at the same time. And one of my favorite things about Nashville, aside from the insane talent here that is, that 100% lives up to its reputation, is sort of this community of artists that, you know, we're all, we have our things that we do, we've got our careers, but we're, we all have our lives and our our spouses and our kids and our vacations and our bills and all that kind of stuff. And there's this really beautiful conversation and community that is happening every day in Nashville. And uh, so, yeah, I think we, we've done maybe a dozen um, episodes we've taped so far and it, we've been really, uh, I wouldn't say surprise, but it's been really great to have guests on because it feels like a slightly different interview than we're all used to doing. And it feels like this thing where it's like, we don't, no one needs to promote anything. No one needs to prove themselves. Uh, uh, yeah. We're just, we we're talking about our kids and our family and, and I, it feels like everybody wants to talk about that, you know, and it's kind of this release that, our guests have just, you know, taken and run with it. So, um, are there any guests that you can mention that are going to be on the show that people can look forward to, or like, is there um, a place that they can go follow um, if you're not able to share yet? Who's going to be on the show? Yes. Uh, so you can go to dadvillepodcast.com, mm -hmm. or uh, the Instagram is dadvillepodcast. I think all the socials are dadvillepodcast. I love how shaky I am on all facts that I've been. It keeps people, it keeps people on their toes. Like, yeah. so. Uh, you can go to anywhere where podcasts are, uh, iTunes, Apple, whatever, all that Google, whatever. Uh, you can subscribe and rate and that makes a huge difference. And the response in the last, you know, three days since it's been out has been really, really great. Love it. So, um, I can't say what guests we have coming up, but subscribe and you'll Subscribe find and like you said, I did see one of your promo videos. I think it was you that said, just put a five star. It's easier. It's so much easier. You don't have to search for, should I do two stars? Or I meant to do three stars, but I actually did two. Just do the one on the right. It, it, you'll get all the stars. All the stars. Um, congratulations on Dadville. Congratulations on the two EPs. Um, they've been so great to listen to. Thank especially you. in times where I need to just calm this up here. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I definitely am in need of that for sure. Like I, I this has come, the mood stuff has come at a, at a great time. Obviously, I didn't know there was going to be a worldwide pandemic and shutdown happening, but I, you always want your music to mean something, and I, and I think the mood stuff, you know, can can really. And there's lots of other great music in that genre as well. So it's not we're not all dependent on my mood records, but 
you know, if my records can provide a little peace and calm for people, that's like means the world to me. Is there anyone that you've been listening to during this time or, you know, maybe some younger artists that you're rooting for? Um, not only through this season that we're living in, but, you know, in their creative future. Well, we know that I love Ivory Lane. Yes. We talked about that earlier. Love her. Um, there is a guy named Jordy Cersei here in town. You know Jordy? Yes, I do. He's great. Great. He's, I, I feel like he's, I'm so rooting for him. Um, I think he's awesome. There's a band called Sawyer who... They went out with me in the fall last year. Uh, this this uh, girl duo, they're great, kind of pop duo. I don't know if they would want me to say pop, folk, rock. They're in there. I don't know. They're awesome. So That's great. And know. thanks for taking the time to share more about just everything you've been working on. And um, yeah. I Absolutely. Hope Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being on the show. All right, Libby. Oh, show. This is my new song called A Breakup Song. We've been together for a minute I don't want life without you in it I said I loved you and I meant it A million times But a book can turn into one red Next thing you know we never touch I don't want that to be us I wanna write a breakup song where we never break up. I wanna stay up all night long, just spilling our guts. Oh, I wanna stop playing it cool, cry like a fool, begging for your love. I wanna write a breakup song so we never break up.
Show.